Hey guys, this is TJ, and you're listening to the Hillside Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. God bless. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast Sermon Recap for We Are the Church Week 2. I am TJ, the Worship Arts Director and the Creative Director of Hillside Church, and I'm here with Pastor Tim. How are you doing, Pastor Tim? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. How do you feel, how do you feel about Sunday? How'd it go? I, I, thought it went, I thought it went well. I mean, I was encouraged. There was, we had some new families, some new things going on, so it was really good. Awesome. So don't forget to check us out Sundays at 10 a.m., here at Hillside Church, you can go ahead and find all of our information and where to find us at hillsideid.church. Now, once again, that's hillsideid.church. Check us out. We look forward to doing that. So, Pastor Tim, we're in the middle of a series called We Are the Church. We're kind of discovering uh, things about the church and then in turn how we become a part of that in, in executing being the church. So last week uh, we talked about uh, the message of the church and why that makes it a glorious church, as Paul talked about. And this week we discussed the master. So uh, why don't you just fill us in uh, on one of the reasons why the church is glorious because of its master? Uh, well, the church is glorious because uh, because we we serve a risen Savior. We serve uh, a glorious master. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jude tells us that. Uh, that Christ is able to keep us from stumbling and present us flawless before his, his, uh, his presence. Um, Philippians uh, 1.6 tells us that he who begun a good work in us uh, will complete that work until, uh, until the day of Jesus, until the day of the Lord when he returns. And so, uh, so Jesus is very capable of keeping us uh, in, in where we are, what we're doing, growing us and, and making us his uh, glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Okay, perfect. And so during this week's message, we kind of focused on uh, Christ and Christ being glorious and, and the ways that Christ is glorious. And you kind of broke it down in some different ones. So let's just start with the first one uh, on Christ is glorious because, and, and just let us know what that first point was. Uh, well, Christ is glorious because of the way he was born. He was born of uh, the Virgin Mary. It was uh, the the Immaculate Conception. He was uh, he was um, conceived of the Holy Spirit. And uh, in, uh, in Matthew eight, an angel appears before Joseph and tells Joseph to take Mary as his wife uh, because he is with child from the Holy Spirit. So there, it's just uh, it's an amazing miracle. And then there's uh, then there's miracle after miracle. Uh, with uh, with Herod requiring uh, uh, or Caesar Augustus uh, requiring the the, the first uh, census, uh, bringing him to to uh, Bethlehem where he is born, uh, all these things, miracle after miracle that played into uh, his birth, and so he began to answer prophecy far before he was even born, uh, and so we talked a little bit about that. Okay, awesome. So uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, Matthew one twenty is the verse where we got that from uh, for that portion of, of the sermon. So you can go ahead and check that out for yourself. Matthew one twenty, And then so then the next point you made in your sermon was Christ is glorious because of the way that he lived. Let's dive into that one for a second. Well, he's right. Uh, he is glorious 
the way he lived. He lived, uh, we read, uh, we read even last week, we read from Hebrews chapter four, that we have a high priest that can sympathize with our weaknesses, but it, it, because he was tempted in every way that we are tempted, yet he was without sin. Second um, Corinthians chapter five, verse 21 says, for he, uh, for he, God, the father made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, which was Christ being made sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so through Christ and the way he lived, the way he uh, lived out his life as a representation uh, of, of, of God working through him, uh, following after the things of the Father, obeying uh, the word of God, uh, the way he lived was an example for us and how we should live. And so, uh, so he's... So uh, he is glorious, and, and in turn makes us glorious. Awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of like that key point that you made there that, uh, you know, as it says there in 2 Corinthians five twenty one, that um, him becoming like us and becoming human and becoming sin for us and being punished even though he was blameless, he, he in turn makes us righteous. And so the church couldn't be glorious if, if, if this part had not become fulfilled first. So that's a great there, great point there, Pastor Tim. So our next point is uh, Christ is glorious because of the way that he taught. And our verse is found in John 7, 46. So why don't we pick it up there and you just uh, kind of uh, elaborate on that point for us. Well, Jesus taught uh, great wisdom, thoughts. He, uh, he, he marveled even the, uh, the, the um, Pharisees and Sadducees that heard him teach. They were marveled at the way he instructed. One of the officers, and that's John 7, uh, 46, one of the officers said, no man has ever spoken like this man. Jesus, with the power of the Holy Spirit, led by the Father, spoke things that had uh, had never been spoken before, brought things to light that had never been uh, brought to light. And even today, as we read the Gospels and we read the red and pray for the power of God to, to be filled in our lives, we see that Jesus taught the truth, that the things that Jesus taught were transforming. Uh, he, he loved the sinner, but he didn't leave the sinner where they were. He transformed them by the, way, the things that he taught and the things that he said. Amen. Um, and so the next point in your sermon was Christ is glorious because of the way that he healed. Let's, let's sit on this one for a little bit. Okay, well, uh, I read the scripture from Matthew chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. 22 and suddenly the woman uh, who had a uh, flow of blood for 20 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. She said, she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I may be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well that very hour. And the reason that I picked this area of scripture and the reason I believe that Jesus is glorious because of the way he heals is because uh, because everything that we receive by the accomplishment of Jesus and all that he did is all by faith, whether it is for salvation, prosperity, healing, uh, just receiving the things we need from the Lord. It's all by faith. It's something that, that, uh, that, is, in, that is in us. It, we can't do anything but go to him in faith and receive from him in faith uh, and, and pursue him. Uh, I often, uh, it, it, it reminds me that, that 
that the things of God are there, but it requires discipline in my life for them to become active in my life. It takes a pursuant of my heart and life to be committed towards him that I'll go after those things. And so uh, it's just, uh, I, I, I find this whole area exciting that God has accomplished everything that we need on this earth and for the future. And we just got to continue to push forward and receive from God, if you will. We have to grab a hold of the hem of his garment and receive from him by faith what he has already accomplished for us. Awesome. So, and the next point that you made Sunday was that Christ is glorious because of the way that he died. And you took a verse from John chapter 10, 18. So let's pick it up from there. Yeah, no one, uh, Jesus said, no one takes it from me, but I lay down, but I lay it down myself. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it up again. The, uh, this command I have received from my father. Jesus always had the power to pick up his life. Jesus always had the, the power to call angels from heaven and destroy, and, and, and destroy us all, uh, but he didn't. He laid down his life willingly that he might bring in the first fruits, that he might be the first fruits of many who are born unto God, and that would be us. And the way he died, he laid down his life and gave himself for us that we might live forever in him is, is just incredible. And now we lay down our lives. And uh, if, we, if we battle and struggle today to keep, our, uh, to keep our lives, we shall surely die. But if we surrender our lives to the work of Christ, if we surrender our lives to, to living for him, then we shall surely live. We shall live forever in, uh, with, with God in heaven. Uh, and so this is just an incredible uh, uh, thought that the way Jesus lived was glorious. And he demonstrated to us how to live glorious, even on this earth, by dying to ourselves and living for him for the rest of our days. Awesome. So the last point you made Sunday as we uh, wrap up this sermon recap podcast was that Christ is glorious because he arose from the dead. Let's talk about that one here. We pick it up in Matthew 28, verse 6. Yeah, where it says, he is not here for he is risen as he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Uh, he, he was raised from the dead. We, we know this story. This is a, this is an integral part of, uh, of what we believe. Um, you know, when people try to disprove things from Christ, they try to disprove the, these things. They, they seek to disprove the resurrection of Jesus. And there is so much documented proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like I said earlier, he's the firstborn. He's risen from the dead, and we too shall rise with him uh, on that great and glorious day. We will rise with him. So, But the Lord, uh, he is one of a kind. He is the only one whose grave uh, is empty. All the other people that are worshipped and praised and given all those things, we can go find their, 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 their bones laying in their grave. Jesus was alive. Uh, we On Wednesday nights, we've been studying the book of Acts. Uh, we just started in chapter one, and we see that, and we're right now, we're at the part where Jesus ascended into heaven. And um, one of the things that's exciting about that is that Jesus could have just snuck off and went to be with the Father, but he didn't. He wanted to demonstrate to his disciples and to us 
that, that, that there were witnesses of his ascension into heaven, that he was alive, that he was well, and he now goes to sit at the right hand of the Father and intercede for us. What a great, great uh, picture we have in the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. So the understanding of, of Jesus, of the Master, of the way that he lived out his life for us is how we can get a grasp on what it means to be a glorious church as he maps out for us what it looks like uh, to be a glorious church. And, and we find the main verse uh, for our series here, We Are the Church, is found in Ephesians 5, 25 through 22, where it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So how do we do it? How do we become a glorious church? Well, the answer that we talked about this week is we do it by keeping our eyes on Jesus, uh, constantly uh, being in the word and seeing who he was and how he portrayed the love of God here on earth. Thank you so much for listening to our sermon recap of the week. This is week number two of We Are The Church. God bless. Have a great week.